When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Sean Callahan joins us next segment. Mailbag at 645. Get your questions into early break 937 at gmail.com. And oh, we have some audio from yesterday from new head coach Mickey Joseph as well. You were at the press conference. Yeah. They, they named a new head coach. They, they did. Well, interim head coach. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> That was I got that got by me. If oh, I knew, yeah, I did. They <laughs> named Mickey. I thought I think we should have had that. Yeah, on, on three should have been on top of that. Well, <laughs> how goes it? it, it, it yeah, it's got it's gotten to the point now when they name a new head coach. Ah, they just named another head coach. <laughs> here's another Every one. three years. Just name a new yeah, coach. Here's yeah, another one. Here's another one. Let's just cycle through it. Yeah, um, this goes. Yeah. It, it, it really striking, though. I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. It's striking, and I bet it's not striking to you, but it's striking to me. Well, it might be striking to you. But when Frank Solich was fired, okay. it was a mammoth story. 2003. Yeah, it was. I mean, it felt it felt enormous. When Frank Solich was fired, it was page one splashed across. It was, oh, God, um, it, it it just felt incredibly big. Now, was, now, I don't know. Then after Frank, they hired Bill. When he was fired, it still felt really, really big. Not quite as big, of course, not as big as Frank. Um, when Bo was fired, it was mostly just tumultuous. You know, it wasn't. We, we kind of started getting used to it at that point, it, but it, and we kind of had it down. You know, we kind of had. Yeah, that was the third. That was the third. Firing. Yeah, yep. the third firing, the Riley firing. And then it, it just I mean, got to be that was sip, real. sip the Riley firing. People were, were hugging him on the right. way out the door. They forgot how to handle firing. Right. right. They were now nah. they forgot how to handle a firing. People knew it was coming. The door was spinning. And Mike Riley was still at a basketball game after that. 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 Yeah, it, was, it wasn't really that <laughs> big. Remember of, that? Like, what's it, it really wasn't a here? big deal. It, you know, and then in this now with Frost, poof, 
and he's gone. And we're a lot of some people kicking him out the door now. Um, and it doesn't even feel that big. I mean, it really doesn't. Well, go back to that's, Riley. That's the that is where we've come as a I, Nebraska football program. I feel like the post the Riley firing again. People were okay with it because they assumed at that point that Scott Frost was the guy and things would be fixed. You know, mm-hmm. that one's like okay, this this is fine. You know, it didn't work out, but we're about to go the right direction. This one is is obviously way more shocking. Than shocking. that, in terms of it not working out when all said and done. Oh, when all said, but yeah, yeah but, I mean, the, but the in the end, yeah, nothing shocking. Yeah, the, the firing it. itself is not shocking for the results that were no it, put it, forward by Scott Frost. It's all and the team. been incredibly smooth. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not. I mean, I feel terrible for Scott and his family, and people don't want to hear that either. So it seems like I, I think we've become pretty callous. But this is, you know, we're going to number six now. <laughs> We're going to number six, and it and it just feels pretty routine at this point. And you don't want to hear it, but I was reminded of, by somebody the other day that I said back when they fired Solich, you you're the danger is getting into this higher fire cycle, and pretty soon you have no idea really who you are. I mean, I that's not that's not hindsight. I said that when they fired Frank. If you you got to be careful because you get into this higher fire cycle and and. And along the way, you really don't know who you are anymore. You've said that the plastic surgery bit. Um, yeah. And what I mean, that. and we have no earthly idea right now who we are as a football program. You have no earthly idea. You have, you have no nothing. Nothing. You have nothing. Yeah. You, you have no identity right now. I mean, you're throwing out guys in some cases, you don't even know what they'll bring. I mean, that's what that's but that's that's what happened. That's what happened to Nebraska football. It's for, it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean we, we, yeah. we entered into the higher fire cycle and here we are. We're no different than Purdue, except Purdue's better than us. Now. Well, Purdue figured it out a little right. bit. I mean, yeah. they're not they're not all the way fixed, they're, they're, but they're a respectable team. Oh, they're better than nine, nine wins last year. They'll they'll be a bold team this year. They'll contend for the West this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I used Purdue as an example back then when Frank got fired. I said, You're got, you, you could find yourself being really no different than Purdue. And Nebraska's really no different than Purdue, right? Yeah. The but, sellout streak but, The sellout streak separates Nebraska, but people pan that all the time. They say it's not a streak sip. I, okay, well, then, 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 then what is it? I suppose if you want to be optimistic in that, and again, I think people, again, you can get this right in Nebraska. Jeff Brom is right at Purdue. He had a couple bad years, but he's been mostly good. He's going to be good again this year. I mean, they've, he's got it figured out there. Yeah. Until right. He goes to the NFL, but yeah, sure. yeah. yeah but, yeah. but they got the right coach there. Uh-huh. And, and when Nebraska was in the big 10 starting off, Daryl Hazel was a disaster mm-hmm. and they, they were the joke of college football. They were mm-hmm. worse than Rutgers at that point. Mm-hmm. And they bounced back. I mean, so it, it doesn't have to take forever for this to, to get back going again. Whoever the coaches, you you can turn this around pretty quickly if it's the right person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, but that's it. Uh, we we have learned for, for everyone that said early on, well, if Scott Frost can't do it, who can? Oh but, no, I, I'm not. That, saying that conversation's dead. I'm not saying that. We, I mean, you're not saying. But there was a there was a conversation early on saying, okay, this is our last chance. If Scott Frost no. can't do it, no. who's going to? Well, I think you can see a lot of coaches that could put up sixteen and thirty one at Nebraska. A lot of coaches could oh, do that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't believe we, that notion's out the window in terms of that belief. Yeah, yeah. And whoever's coming in, I mean, I, you got to say it. The the 
bar is pretty low now after two straight coaches failed. Um, bar is pretty low. Yep. Um, so here we are. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, but I have been struck by how, oh, how smoothly this is all transpired and how it doesn't feel all that enormous anymore. It It's become just sort of a routine reporting, um, you know, and it'll be a, there'll be a, you know, there'll be a big to do when the new coach is hired, kind of depending who it is. Um, but even that, even that is, is tempered now. Right. I mean, even when there's a new coach hired, it, it used to feel really big and they'll have a big show on sixth floor at Memorial stadium and all that, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel as big as it used to because we've done it so many times that it's met with a little bit of an eye roll now. Right. Yeah. Like, here we go again, you know, um, Let's see who they bring in up for number six now. Well, it might be already on the at the podium as of yesterday. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. There, there yeah, is. You announced is, Mickey as the new coach there is, today. Uh, hey, he, he is the new interim head coach. That's for sure. Can't put that against difference. He, difference he, between is, interim right, and head he is right now the head coach of Nebraska. I got. I got to tell you, you startled me when you said, <laughs> "Yeah, well, well, Nebraska's what new, I miss yesterday? new head coach was at the podium." <laughs> well, it is. It is technically their new head coach. He's got a tag on it, which is interim. Uh, but he did speak yesterday, Sip, Mickey Joseph at the podium. Yes. Let, let me ask you before I play anything. Um, what was your impression? Did you have any big impression from Mickey Joseph yesterday? Yeah. Did, I th- did you I th- think he handled it well? Did he, did yeah. he seem ready for the moment? When you, yeah. And yeah, ready for what's to come? Yeah. And I was struck by the whole thing. I mean, it was, that's a huge, it's a, a lot of cameras there. I mean, for, for someone who's never done that, it's got to feel pretty daunting. There was a lot of, a lot of media, obviously, more than usual up there. Um, more cameras. And I thought about it when he walked in. I wonder, I wonder if someone kind of prepped him. Um, now he's been around big time football a long time. I don't want to say all his life, because he really climbed the ladder in this business, Jake. I don't know if you ever looked at his resume. It's pretty incredible. I mean, high school, NAIA, division three, you know. Alcorn State, Grambling State. Yeah, he's been around. Um, Langston, Omaha North. Um, I mean, he's done it all. He's been at every level. But anyway, oh, yeah, I like the way he kept saying, this isn't about me. Nobody's bigger than Nebraska football except for Urban Meyer. He didn't say that. Um, I'm saying that. <laughs> um, but Mickey, Mickey kept saying, um, it's, this is, it's bigger than me. This is about the players, and it's about getting the players ready. He wasn't as loud and brash as I thought he'd be. That's one. You thought he'd be loud and brash. A little louder, a little brasher, yeah. Um, Are you happy that he wasn't? Well, he, was very, he seemed very grounded to me. Um, oh, I thought he handled it. I'd say he handled it exceptionally well. Just a little, a little, a little more grounded and quieter than I thought he might be. Well, here's a couple quotes from yesterday. Uh, you, can, you can always call or text 402-464-5685. I'm just curious, and, and Mickey asked, was asked, how, how have the last 48 hours been for the program, for you guys, the team? Here's All Mickey right. Joseph's answer to that yesterday. It's a little weird. <laughs> you know, didn't wake up Sunday morning knowing this was going to happen. But it did. Had to accept it. My message to the team was, I know you're hurting. 
Frost is like a brother to me. He gave me an opportunity to come here and coach at my alma mater, coach at the University of Nebraska. I would always love him and always appreciate him. I was always respect him. The kids would always love him, but I know they were hurting. But at the end of the day, it's gonna that ball's gonna kick off on Saturday. So mentally, we had to get them back and get them ready. Yeah, that was. Um, we move on pretty quickly in this world, um, and Mickey, I'm glad he he gave voice to the, the how difficult this is within the program, and he he said you know he said Scott's a brother um is like a brother to him and that you know i'm glad he did that i'm glad he gave voice to it again mickey didn't treat this like a celebration which i think would have i mean obviously it would have been inappropriate right this is not a celebration he works on a staff that's that he's he's still part of a staff that is is coaching a team that's struggling and just lost its leader I feel like we have done a little bit of this in the media where we've treated this like a celebration. Um, mm, uh, only because it, it provides some, some hope for the season. That's why it, we're that's, not, we're not that's, happy. That's I mean, again, I, I'm not happy to see Scott Frost not have success. I, I wanted him to work no, out. You right? nailed that. That's what it is. That's I, what it, it is. It's, it's celebrated because you have nine games to do something still. Whereas yeah. it felt like the nine games was going to be a spiral into a, obvious firing at the end of the season mm -hmm. which didn't seem like very much fun it still might not be very much fun they still might not have a good record this year right. but there's a new hope of hey yeah. can a new voice potentially help the team close out games or that, play better defense yeah in you, some way you definitely feel that from people there you definitely do um so I, yeah that's probably a better way to put it speaking of hope mickey joseph how will you give this team hope this year confidence and let them know that i believe in them block out the noise block out the noise what everybody's saying and come come to the come to the building every day dip a prepare to win that practice and knowing that you're capable of getting the job done and don't doubt yourself and that's what i'm feeding them. i'm feeding them confidence i think scott did that too um he he was always you know what you heard the I mean, a lot of people thought Frost's comments in the media were kind of overdoing it sometimes with uh, how what he thought of his team. And I think that was designed to to pump them full of confidence. But, yeah, I mean, what do you do? That's – I mean, that's just – I don't know. We kind of put these guys in an unenviable position of being up there and saying, like, words that will magically fix what's going on. I mean, it's not – I mean, it just comes down to blocking and tackling I mean, and, you know, having a team as well prepared as you can from a game plan standpoint. That's what it comes down to. There's no magic words that Mickey can breathe into a microphone that's going to no. produce a 47-20 win against Oklahoma. No. I mean, this is all – it's very romantic to think <laughs> think that, but it's there's a, there's a reality that hits. On the other hand – I've, I've been talking to people who think it's going to be a close game on Saturday. Well, I mean, again, Nebraska has played all close games the last couple of years. Uh, Oklahoma comes in. I have not been impressed with them so far right. through two games. Right. I mean, their first half against Kent State, mm -hmm. they had to have a late touchdown to go into halftime leading 7-3. to three. Now, right. they blew them out in the second half. Give them credit for that. They took care of business. And the defense has looked pretty good so far through two games, to be fair. Uh-huh. But – 
that's yeah. not a team coming in here that that I believe is is just rolling. No, they're not. They, I agree with you. They're not rolling. So that they are good. They're ranked sixth. I understand. Isn't that, that. Isn't that something? By yeah, the way, and, but they're but they're not like a, a daunting sixth, right? No, it's that that world we're in in college football is interesting. There's a huge gap between huge. three and six. Although somebody's gonna now somebody's gonna say right now, oh, is there a huge gap between Texas and Alabama? That's ten that's and a fair three. Question to ask. Yeah, now maybe Texas is not ranked high enough. They're, they're in the rankings, by the way, with that loss. They got in the top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. Joe Clatt. Joe Clatt put Texas at number ten. <laughs> With the loss, think about that. They lost, yeah. and they went from unranked to ten. That's that's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, when you think about if you it. want to, if that tells you where college football is at, if the team lost yeah. and jumped what 16, 17 spots from unranked to tenth in someone's rankings. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get off track here, but it does. The thought occurred to me on Saturday as I watched that game that Alabama might not be a top five team. What, what did I say? You you're breathing. <laughs> This is what you're saying. That's why I said the whole offseason or before the season. that There's no reason why Georgia should not be number well, one until they are losing a game. I didn't say anything about Georgia. I just said Alabama. Well, uh, but Alabama was in Georgia's way. They were number yeah. one. Now yeah. they're not anymore. Yeah, I don't even know if they're three. I, yeah. Um. Anyway, what else did Mickey say? That, yes, that, there's more from Mickey Joseph. Uh, By the I way, think I we apologize. To... If you see me running, yeah, the stream on? is apparently down. I'm trying to oh. fix the stream. So if you... If, I'm sure if you aren't, aren't listening, you can find us down on YouTube. We have a lot of people watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. So whenever the stream's down, you have backup options if you don't live locally. Okay. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. I'm trying to get the stream back going. And, hopefully. Car, and car radio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And yeah, if you live in Lincoln or the, this area, but if people are listening from California oh. or from Texas or from Minnesota, Pittsburgh, let's get, let's get to what Mickey said about the defense. Okay, um, how how can he help that that unit? Which well, needs help. Okay, here we go. Here's Mickey Joseph on that. Well, I met with Coach Coach Shins, and um, we're gonna play faster. We're gonna tackle. In practice, we're going to detail what we're doing with our kids. We're going to make our kids 
hold themselves accountable, and we try to fix the problems. Okay. There you go. Okay, here's more from Mickey Joseph. There you go. One second. Okay. Nebraska ranks – they rank 125th nationally in total defense. 125th nationally. That's not good. It's not going to get a ton. <laughs> they're, they're 115th in rushing defense and 114th in passing defense. Play some more Mickey. Uh, Mickey Joseph, what will you do on the de- defensive side of the ball in regards to coaches? Well, um, Shins, Shins, he was already back there with the nickels, and we kind of just let him work, you know, with the safeties so we can give them some, you know, some independent, you know, coaching, you know, and and, and Fisher would go straight to the corners and, and the nickels. But, you know, if, if you look around the country, everybody in the country has two DB coaches because it's two different positions, safeties and corners. If you look at the NFL, they got two DB coaches. We were the only one in the country, I think, had one DB coach. That's fish has two eyes. You got four guys back there. You can't see all of that. So it makes sense to have a, a, a safety, a coach back there with the safeties. And usually it's the coordinator. And that's why we decided to put Shannon. He agreed because we got to do what's going to help us get better. Of course he agreed because he has to agree. The, head coach says, <laughs> the new head coach right now says, you're doing this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I won't do that. Shins doesn't have a lot of, he he's not really in position right, right now. now. No, he doesn't. Um, Mickey, I got you covered, <laughs> brother. Hey, um, so so to review, Chenander will now spend more time coaching the safeties in addition to his coordinator duties. Um, in the previous configuration, Travis Fisher coached both corners and safeties with Chenander guiding the nickels. This is a lot to digest, I know. Now, Fisher, the key is Fisher will just lock in hard on the corners, but also coach the nickels. But Fisher goes from coaching corners and safeties to corners and nickels caller jerry you might have remembered the other day caller jerry did not did not like the staff configuration of a of a assistant coaching both corners and safeties he said it didn't make any sense and uh he was clearly onto something there because mickey basically echoed his sentiments maybe mickey was listening I'm being facetious. Um, what else? Oh, the tackling thing is confusing. I mean, people always say, oh, see, weren't they tackling in practice? I don't know. I mean, this is a tough discussion because we're not there. They, Of course, they work on tackling. I mean, they're not. Nebraska didn't go through the frost era without tackling in practice. Probably just a matter of how much. Probably just they'll maybe yeah, do a little bit but, more now. But pause right there because this is the kind of crap <clears throat> – that that everyone takes and just runs with saying, oh, I told you. You don't watch practice. Nobody's watching. The coaches and the players are the only ones who watch practice because because they're there. It's closed to everyone else. All these different rumors you hear, mm-hmm. there might be some truth. There's probably a lot of false stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we, you can spout whatever you want. Yeah, you can. Because and, people are going to eat it up right now. Yeah, and you do. People do. Spout it, it's not they want. fair to Frost. I'm not saying Frost is you know, obviously Frost did a lot of things wrong. The, the team lost a lot of games. Yeah, it's, yeah. But to just assume or just say that whatever you assume is true mm-hmm. is is BS. Yeah. And so, like when that's said, that sounds like you know people say, "Oh well, okay, I told you they weren't tackling in practice." Mm-hmm. That, that's not true. Yeah, probably isn't true. <laughs> I can't confirm that well, myself. Course, I mean, of course they were I, tackling at times, and they were yeah. working on tackling. Um, it doesn't look like it, but but they, they yeah, they, of course they were. So yeah, I get it. And and, and you know, for, it's open season apparently now. Well, it's been open season on Frost. 
it's open season on Frost. It, it'll be open season on Fred. That's the way it works. Yeah, well. I mean, when the when the lose when the losses pile up, and in this world now, you, you can you can literally say whatever you want about someone with no ramifications. Zero. That's the thing. No ramifications. Right. The accountability in the media is out the window. I mean, a lot of media doesn't even have bosses. I mean, they don't. They they don't have anybody they answer to. So. You can say anything you want, anything you want to say about someone, you can do and it. People will buy it. Yeah. They'll, they'll listen to it. Yeah. One more from Mickey on the defense. Uh, he says, how do you as an offensive-minded coach get the defense back to where it needs to be? We know he's going to have shins back there helping with safeties. He talked about it. But here, as an offensive coach like you are, how do you help the defense? Well, when you're an offensive coach, you better understand defense where they should be. And I always use my brother for example. He was a college quarterback, but he was a defensive back in the NFL. He was a college quarterback. Now he's a DC in the NFL. So you got to know what's going on on the side of the ball. You know where they should be. It's football, guys. It's either four down or three down. It's either two high or one high. Obviously referring to Vance Joseph, his brother. Who is now the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Who had a bad game against the Chiefs, but he is still, Sip, a defensive coordinator. In the show. In the NFL. Yes. And he's been a head coach also with the Denver Broncos. So, Mickey, I would say, I mean, you're listening to these, you're listening to all these, hey, we got to get Vince on. We are listening to all these comments. um, And I would say Mickey handled this really well. Really well. Not easy either. You walk in there and there's 50 media, 55, 60, whatever it is. And they're, you know, the cameras are snapping, right? You can hear the all that. Um, and it's on. And that, that couldn't have been easy for Mickey. But he made it look pretty easy, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Well, Mickey's a, he's a polished guy. He's pretty polished. Yeah, yeah, he's a polished guy in that. But he hasn't been in that position. Um, so... It's a little different. He handled it, it really true. well. That's yeah. true. Let's get a call from Vince, who's been patiently waiting on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline in Napa Valley. 464-5685. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Vince. Vince. What's going down? <laughs> well, well, unfortunately, our football program has been going down quite a bit the last six years. Yes, but, it has. Um, but anyhow... <clears throat> Yeah, but, but anyhow, a couple of thoughts on what you guys are talking about. I mean, Sip, you talked earlier about how, you know, hiring, firing, just the cycle has kind of become routine. Yes. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about this the other day. Now, when Frank got hired, when Bo got hired, and when Scott got hired, I would say we as a fan base were pretty largely united. Now, and, and, but when Bill and Mike got hired, those were like, where did that come from? Mm. That came out of left field. So, mm-hmm. so when those two got fired, there was kind of a divide. It's like, okay, it could be a good one side thought they could be a good hire, others thought they, they could be a bad hire. But um, as far as whenever, but as far as when they the, the guys got 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 fired, I would say when Frank and Bo got got fired, there was definitely a divide. There were there were there was a side that there was strongly for it, and a strong that was a side that was strongly against it. Whereas when Bill, Mike, and Scott got fired based on the results, it, it just kind of felt anticlimactic. Yes, it but, did. Um, but I want to go back to uh, you know Trev's press conference and then Nikki yesterday because there's one kind of overarching 
there's kind of one overarching uh, idea that I come out of with it. You know, uh, I go back to Tress comment near the end of the press conference where he said, we're not going to try to win the press conference. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, and, and that was very telling to me because so often we've been through it so many times where, you know, it's like, okay, you know, they won the press conference. Whereas I thought Mickey definitely took exactly that approach yesterday. He, he basically kind of took a, very simplified, <clears throat> less is more approach. Yes, he did. And I, he did. And I think, you know, and I, now as far as who Trev has the idea of bringing in, I mean, none of us none of us can really know for sure, but I'll tell you one thing. Okay. I think there are certain boxes that he's looking to check. And, 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 if, and, and if any one of those boxes are unchecked, then he'll probably move on to the next guy. You know, but... Um, I mean, now, I don't know that there's any hire that he's going to bring in that's going to entirely unite the fan base, but you also got to look at it like this. Well, the last guy we hired, we were universally united, and look, and look, at, and look at how that turned out. So I don't think Trev's thinking about that whatsoever. But, um, but I'll tell you one thing, though, fellas. Oh, boy. Okay. It's been a rough it, – it's, you know, it, yeah. it's been a rough one. It's been a rough one, but you know what? This is Oklahoma week. This is Oklahoma week, Oklahoma frickin' Homa. Mm. And you want to know something? And you know it's a big week when Fox is coming in for their big noon kickoff. Big noon. Big noon kickoff. <laughs> and, you, and speaking of kickoff, guys, you know what I say? When it's time to kick off, it's time to kick off! Okay. There okay. was a quick okay. eruption. Jeez. There you Thank you, Vince. Jesus, Vince. <laughs> Jake. I mean, I'm going to ask you a hard question. Okay. Have you really, really pondered what this coach should be? What you want, what you think, or maybe more importantly, what should Nebraska want? In terms of a style of a coach or yeah. a coach? That's a style. Uh, Nebraska? <laughs> have you really yeah. thought about it? Yeah, because what, what did I say earlier? We don't, as a football program, we have zero idea who we are right now. Zero. Zero. Well, I, I, let me say this. I, Nebraska, the, the coaches who have failed here. I don't, I don't think Bo failed, by the way. I'm taking him out of this. Bo did not fail at Nebraska. He got fired. He was not a failure. Well, Frank didn't fail. No, he did. Frank but didn't fail. He went 10-3 his last year. You look at the guys that wanted to bring in an innovative offense. Uh, Bill Callahan, West Coast. Okay, okay. Mike Riley. West Coast type, right? Yeah, and Frost was Frost. an offensive coach. Okay, but but that type of offense, it, it doesn't, you know, the obviously Riley, yeah, he was in the Big Ten. Callahan wasn't, but Riley, Riley well, was in the Big Ten. Oh, Callahan yeah, was didn't. not. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this this next hire, okay, it has to be someone that has a great amount of history of developing the guys in the trenches, mm. having teams that consistently can open up holes, can protect your quarterback, can stop the run. I mean, Chris Kleiman does that at Kansas State. Are you suggesting Sam Pittman? I like Sam Pittman. He's not coming here, though. He's going to – yeah, I like Sam Pittman. Are you suggesting someone with an offensive line background? Somebody (laughs) – that'd be fine with me. If you can get me an offensive line Mm -hmm. that is just not embarrassing anymore, that we're not talking every game about, oh, my God. That was Bill Callahan. Didn't work out for Bill. And Bill's, you know, Bill's team won the division twice, though. In four years, he won the division twice. So he was also not an epic failure. That was Bill Callahan. His you're, last you're year. You're talking about Bill Callahan. 
But Bill Callahan was stubborn with the defense. There's, Bill Callahan, there's no better offensive line coach in the world than Bill Callahan. Correct. Bill Callahan had to get off. A, he had to get over line, but he Dang. was stubborn with the defense, and that was his undoing. Uh-huh. If Bill Callahan had not been so tied to Kevin Cosgrove, he might have been here for a long time. Absolutely. But he was stubborn. Absolutely. So I guess, yeah, somebody who can fortify the trenches, and I guess if it's an offensive-minded coach that has – a loyal and strong defensive coordinator. But you got to this this whole conversation has always come down to stopping the run for Nebraska defensively for, forever now and and not being good enough running the football recently. Mm-hmm. I don't that's tough. It's a we're in a tough spot. How, how do you, how do you bounce back against that? Uh, I don't well, how, what would you answer your own question with there in terms of what Nebraska needs for the next coach? <laughs> Okay. Are those not I accurate mean, asses- or good assessments? Kind there? of. I mean, yeah. I mean, ideally <laughs> for, I mean, li- listen, the reason I ask is because it's a very subjective question. It comes down to something that you feel. And what I feel is Wisconsin, Iowa. I feel that you better have someone who's very mindful of having a tough running game that that steals you up against the run every day in practice. I mean, I that had coach, like the trenches to me. Then. Yeah. I've had coaches tell me that over the years that if you don't, if you're tech, like I, I'm going to use, I'll use Texas tech as an example under the, in when Leach was a coach, they're not, they weren't ever very good run stopping defense. I don't believe because they never practiced against it. Wisconsin, on the other hand, holds teams to 2.1 yards per carry leads the nation in part because they face it every day. They face that thump every day and a system, an organization that, that creates that every day in practice is what I'm attracted to. So Uh, you're on the same page as me, a hard running, a hard running offense versus that, that steals up a tough, defense with big linebackers big linebackers um that fit the big 10 and then then you're cooking then then you got a better chance well, and think think about right now I'm simplifying in other words right. i don't need cutting edge at this point no i don't either and look right now and kansas i, I, I go with kansas state because kansas state is is what i want it to look like mm-hmm. your quarterback is not even a huge part of the equation right now adrian is not the reason why they've been winning their offensive line is is great it protects him. It opens up holes for Deuce Vaughn, who does big things. The defensive line and linebackers are stopping offenses like it's nothing. The special teams are, are returning block punts for touchdowns. They're returning punts for touchdowns. It's not all on the quarterback there to do everything. I get and it. It's looking pretty good so far. It's looking pretty good, but you're identifying a coach who's five games over 500 at Kansas State. I mean – Eight and five, four this and could six. Be the breakout, yeah. Eight and five, four and six, eight and five. Um, it's not like it's not like it's. Now he did come from North Dakota State, where he was very, other worldly, right? Oh, and I like the idea of climbing. I'm not. I'm not. And I did watch that game against Missouri, and I thought the same thing you did. Don't forget his first two years, he beat Oklahoma, he beat right. Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma teams. First two seasons. I uh, and I saw what you saw. They thump you. Their defense thumps you. Oof. I mean, that's a thumper defense with a thumper running back. Um, Deuce Vaughn, 
Deuce Vaughn's got to be an NFL running he's back. Stud. Right? He's, he's not a huge. He's be. not huge, but he's good. He's he's a tough runner. He's tough. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. There you go. I want to hear some feet. Oh, we don't. We're not. Well, are we, we on the stream? Yeah. Uh, we're on, people can watch on YouTube. So okay. working on the stream. Okay. We are way late to Sean Callahan though, and he's up next in early break of the ticket. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.